Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're drinking these beers for Johnny. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we're reading The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton and starting with this beer called Beer Geek Vanilla Shake. That is dark. Oh, it's 11% alcohol, Imperial Stout with Coffee and Vanilla by McKellar San Diego. This looks like as dark as a black hole. Which there are none in this book. Yeah. (laughs) I love this beer. I've had many of them. Many days I've regretted having them afterwards. Mm, Yes, this is nice. That's fucking great. It's like a (laughs) fucking... It is like a milkshake. This is a milk... Yeah, I like that it's not a coffee stout. I mean, coffee's in there. Yeah, but you can't really... In the the scheme of flavors... It's in there. I could taste it. It's... Yeah. But next to the vanilla and the chocolate, it's... This is a milkshake... Well, this is the closest we're going to get to a chocolate malted that they would have had in the 50s, and that's why we're having it. Yeah. Set in the mood. This, this is, honestly, this is a thousand times better than I thought it would be. This is, this is really good, right? This is, yeah. This is another one that's going to... It is a surefire diabetes. I'm going to lose, oh. a, I'm going to lose a toe to that. <laughs> you don't need all your toes, whatever. No, you don't. So, uh, The Outsiders, uh, I want to say 1966? It's like 67 or something like that. No, something like that. Yeah, mid-60s. Doesn't matter. Is a short book, novel... By S.E. Hinton, who was like a I don't know, 16, 17-year-old girl at the time. She wrote most of it as a 16-year-old junior in high school. It wasn't published. Already until my accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it wasn't published until she was 18, but she Ooh, wrote oh, most of it when she was 16. What a slacker. <laughs> uh, it tells a story of the, the greasers and the socias. Socias? Soch. Yeah. I call them like soaks. Well, it's sort of for social. It yeah, social. I figured, but I didn't know how to say that word out loud, so I was wondering how you guys did it. They said in it, your head. In, I said social because in the book, uh, she says, uh, well, he says, because it's narrated by, uh, by uh, Pony, Pony Boy. Boy. Pony Boy goes, I'm not really the, sure if that's how you spell it. The first centaur narrator in the 60s. <laughs> it's the guy from the cover of the uh, Wrinkle in Time book. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that centaur wing, thing. That wing bitch. Mm-hmm. The winged centaur guy. <laughs> it's Pony Boy. Uh, anyway, the Greasers and the Socias are two gangs, and they're in like are they Oklahoma. So it never says specifically, Oklahoma. but people have yeah, the, placed it in s- Tulsa, Oklahoma. I never even actually thought about it. Well, they're not in New York City. No, oh, no I didn't think it was. City. I didn't think it was. I knew it was a small town. No, they're specifically or a, mid, a, a midwestern fifties city. Later on, when uh, Johnny and Ponyboy go on the run, they tell everybody they went to Texas. Mm. Okay. So it has to be close to Texas. And, and one dude... It's definitely not Louisiana. I think it was Delhi, but I'm not sure. Talked about something about the rodeo, and he like did yeah. a rodeo he was a, he was a rodeo writer or yeah. something. Something like that. Also, it's pro- wherever the fuck S.E. Hinton is I from. I guess it's it, probably must, where it must where be it Oklahoma place. then, yeah. That's weird, and I did not notice that at all. Or as they called it. it in their gang, bro Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. That didn't exist yet. For show, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so... Um, this beer is really good. I love this. Yes. This is, yeah, this is very that's good. That's something we go punch a guy in the head. Yeah. So the gangs are uh, the greasers and the socials, and the greasers are poor kids. They're not so much gangs as they are like... Well, there are other gangs. Subcultures of yeah, that's children. Fair. Click. Not clicks, but like... Just like strata the of society. There's, yeah, they're basically strata. There's like the, the punk kids nowadays and the, you know, the goth kids and the, the preppy kids. Because it's 1987 again. Yeah. But in this, they're not, they're not so much gangs as they are. There's just... Well, they have big f- rumbles. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, yeah. But they, uh, like, they identify with a certain subculture. 
Not like I'm in the Bloods or the Crips. It's not those kinds of gangs. They're greasers, like in the movie Grease, except they do a lot more fighting and a lot less singing. Yeah, we'll get to that a later. A lot actually. less singing. So they're almost they're, no singing. They're poor guy. They're poor. They're yes. from the shitty part of town. They're from like broken homes, which is uh, all of Oklahoma. Alcohol. Oh, they're, they're from the shitty part of like what Al- Oklahoma part of town called shitty. Basically, Chernobyl. <laughs> Pripyat. Chernobyl. Or Chern- Oklahoma in 2019 still. Ouch. I'm going to lose some listeners. So they, they don't know how to read books. <laughs> they saw drunk guys. Like, oh, it's like my dad. So they, uh, they live in this shitty part of town. They're from broken families. Parents are alcoholics or fucking dead or whatever. They're, they're like all, borderline orphans. Yeah. And well, they're all teenagers. Like the oldest mm-hmm. one's like 19. Yeah. And he's taking care of his two younger brothers because their parents are dead. And only for a short while. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, so that's one group, is the, the, the greasers, and that includes all of our main characters. And the, then the, the protagonists. There are the, the protagonists. And then there are the uh, socias, who were the, the rich kids, who wear madras shirts, which they said about 11 times in yeah, the book. What the fuck is that? I have no idea. I don't know either. It's a, no I know idea. it's a city in India, but I don't know what a madras shirt is. I think I looked it up, and I still didn't know what it was. I hope it's I like... I think it's just a fucking shirt. Yeah, it's probably a brand or a style that yeah, was it's, cool it's, in the I 50s. I think it's just like a button-up shirt or something. It's probably a fabric or a print, if I had to yeah, guess. Like, maybe know. it's like a busier print. Like a, I'm, I'm picturing like a Hawaiian Nathan, shirt use the internet box Indian and tell us. Themed. I'm working on that right now. Madras shirt, 1960s Outsiders, is the second autocomplete thing. It's a fucking checkered shirt. It looks like this is the, like you would people would think you're a graphic designer if you wore this or a lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> graphic. Okay, graphic if you lived in Brooklyn, you'd be a graphic designer. If you lived in Canada, anywhere else, <laughs> anywhere else, you would it's, be a lumberjack. It's just a fucking checkered shirt. It's a checkered shirt. That's All right. It. Well, whatever it is. All right. In my head, I admit I did not think that. I was picturing a very busy Indian print. <laughs> I was thinking just polo shirts with a sweater tied around the neck, like anyone in a Lands End catalog. This is my J Crew. <laughs> We're in their top fighting sliders. your crew, yeah. Um, but it's right. basically like you know, they're the, the rich poor kids. kids versus the rich kids, and the rich kids are snobby douchebags. Yep, who drive around their car and beat up poor's when they see them isolated, not in groups. Right, because in, in groups, the poor kids beat the dick out of the rich. Well, yeah, kids. there's like I have a pipe, <laughs> I got a heater, a heater, yeah, calls a heater. heater, and a fucking ten inch knife. I just whip out. Yeah, just, that's a knife in school. Yeah. Well, half of them dropped out of school to mm-hmm. go work as, you know, mechanics or something like that. It's very yeah. stereotypical. They're not like drug dealers. It doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Except smoking jazz cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes. He and they go to the drive-in. He says he smokes the weed. But so he cigarettes. Weed. That's yeah, cigarettes. that's what I thought, too. He gives, I, was, I had to smoke sure, a weed. It's other cigarettes. Yeah, that, that's just slang for fucking cigarettes. I don't think anybody then. called it weed in the 60s. Definitely not. In the 50s. It's like, it was like Herb or Mary Jane or something it, like know, that. Wacky tobacco. A doobie. <laughs> like shit that's... Whatever your grandma calls pot, that's what... I feel like there wasn't... Weed doesn't really exist mainstream in the 50s. Yes, let it Oklahoma. In the 1930s, mm. there was a whole thing to get pot. Oh, the pot, reefer madness. Reefer madness. Yeah, reefer. There you go. That's what yeah. they called it. Reefer, yeah. Okay. But I feel like mm. the drugs were not a part of this book at all. No. It was just rich kids versus poor kids. And the only drug was poverty. Yeah, and they were addicted. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's talk about some of our characters. There's Ponyboy, the main character, who is the youngest of three brothers. And, oh, we have a beer for his other brother, who's not that important, but let's drink it anyway. Well, he was important. He was important. 
So his real name oh is... Oh, my God. That's even darker. That's what she said. Uh, so um, <laughs> his brother is... Uh, so Ponyboy is his real name because his parents were fucking hipsters. His parents were fucking, like, weird. So the one brother's named Daryl. And then they were like, Let's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a classic name. Then our second they son is... love Daryl Hannah. Our youngest kid is Ponyboy, and our second son is Soda Pop. Oh, God, Soda Pop. Yeah. This and- is... Decadent Ale and Evil Twin Brewing collaboration. Decadent Delight 4. It's a cola stout with vanilla and milk sugar. This is... I've been holding... I bought this beer months ago. This is the only cola stout I've ever seen. Never heard of it. And probably will ever see. It it was a thing for a hot second. I've seen a few. Does that mean that no one liked it? I fucking didn't like them. But let's see what you think. Don't let me pressure you. I think that's awful. The uh, other one's much better. This isn't awful. It's it's different. I feel like it doesn't have anything to do with cola. Does it, they're trying to copy. The, I mean, even the the can art. They're trying to yeah, copy Coca Cola look a little bit. And the also, I think I think they're also going for the um, the root beer float kind of sh- vibe. Look at it's a red red can. But I mean, like white. The picture of the cup font. is one of those old fifties diner cups with sure, soda sure, sure. and ice cream on top of it. So this is. I think they're going for like a, uh, a soda, flo- a Coke float. Oh, fine. Uh, an egg, I mean, it's an still, egg it's, cream? It's still uh, it egg cream shit. is totally different. What is egg cream? What, is that cream, seltzer? An egg seltzer cream is and... seltzer and like a chocolate milk. Oh, really? That sounds amazing. It, and they serve it to you in like a shot glass. It's small. I've had it at all the old Jewish diners in <laughs> New York. I don't know why. They, there's no egg I've, in it. I've gone on the egg cream tour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have all it, of them. I, haven't it, I mean, I, I've had it at those places. I, I don't know where else even serves them anymore. But like, anyway, uh, it this isn't good because it does kind of taste like a stout, but not in a good way. It's got a but sweet. It's, it's got not, like a slight sweet fruit flavor, but it's not sweet enough. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's got a fruit aftertaste. It's still, there's mostly a, kind of like tart or sour. Way too much vanilla. Just smell it. It's like vanilla extract. It doesn't taste like vanilla though. But it's it, it's. But smell and taste, or smell it. But it kind of doesn't taste like vanilla. But what do you smell when you I smell this? I don't smell much vanilla, actually. What do you smell then? I smell... You sure you're just not tr- smelling the vanilla shake from the last beer? This smells... Who, me? Yeah, I just... Same, what, what, same what cup. What would you call... Or what would you, I, no, I switch cups. What would you call this smell? It smells like a stout. There's, there's something sweet in the, in the smell. What's the word? Cloying? I want to say it smells... I want to say cherry. Maybe it's just because the there, can is yeah. bright red. No, there there is a faint fruit esque flavor, and I was that e- I can't place. I was expecting. I don't know why, but I was expecting like cherry soda, it's like also, super oh. sweet cherry soda. Even though that doesn't make any sense at all, because it's it makes supposed to be it makes cola, cola, but well, cherry cola. It also doesn't taste like Coke. It doesn't taste like cola. No. Well, well they don't have. The although recipe, maybe right. this is what Coke tastes like when it when all the sugar is gone because. Alcohol because yeast ate the sugar and turned it into alcohol. Well, they add milk sugar specifically so you have the sweetness left but over. It's not that sweet. So the 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 vanilla shake one is way sweeter than this. It's wonderful and it's much better. There's like a medicinal taste to this too, like a, that is the faint fruit, like the artificial, like, like yeah, like artificial cherry flavor kind of thing. It's it's not that severe. Not a fan. Nope. So, want it to be. It's it's not terrible, but it's not something I would want a lot of. Because I fucking like, I fucking like Ec- Evil Twin and Decadent a great deal, and this was like a bummer. But there's a character named Soda Pop, 
And no, that's the... That's the, the because the, his parents hate him. <laughs> so, well, when you grow up, son, you could be Dr. Pepper after you go to school. <laughs> <laughs> if you walk down the mountain... Do I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, so they... I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. You can Pepsi what you want to do. <laughs> and a bunch the, of Coke. You and in the summer, you get a tan because you were sun-kissed. But the... The, the main the main the main character groups are the three brothers yeah the three brothers so the and it's the the, the story is told from the youngest brother his name is pony boy and it's over and over in the book yes that really is my name yeah that's I really, really what I it really says on my birth certificate think that it was a nickname it kept saying it over and I would forget like what the fuck is this kid's real name like oh it says pony boy yeah my that's very strange anyway and mom he, horses. He, <laughs> yikes well she's dead now <laughs> the, what do you think did it like it was a car wreck. That's just what it looked like. It looked like a car wreck. <laughs> yeah, both. So, so how'd the father die? <laughs> Collateral damage. <laughs> he got sloppy seconds on that horse. <laughs> it was real sloppy. Oh, my God. We got to cut that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's from his perspective. He's 14. You know, I forget what happens at the very beginning. He's he's just he gets he gets like a, a, assaulted by this the douchebag soldiers. They, they get jumped. They get, yeah, he gets jumped while they're driving around, you know, looking for greasers. After they call them the greasers drive-in. because they put grease in their hair. That's that's and it. they also have long hair. They and this lo- is this takes place though in the sixties because they talk about several characters having a Beatles haircut. So well, they did oh, mention okay. Beatles. So it's yes. like sixty five, okay, even though it felt like the fifties. Well, they're in the Midwest. Well, it's Oklahoma. It's a little... It's they're, they're 10 years behind. the 1850s still. <laughs> what do you mean I can't have a slave? <laughs> uh, they do feel that way. <laughs> that's like the place... That's the place that like even like East Texas is like, those people are fucking psycho. <laughs> Oklahoma, yeah? I once... Uh, Oklahoma is one of the most conservative places in the country. I once uh, worked with a guy when I worked at the supermarket when I was in college who was from... Uh, he was from Oklahoma. His name was Aaron Burr. <laughs> really? Because yeah. That was his, his name, name was Aaron he Burr. killed that fucking federalist. <laughs> like, exactly. His name was Aaron Burr. He was like 19. And he was work, working... And I was like, hey, man. And he had like a, you know, a twang or an accent. And uh, he, he came to New York... When he ran away, when his like girlfriend got pregnant, and then he's like, "Yeah, I gotta go pay my child support," and then he just enlisted in the army and never heard from that guy again. That's a pretty that's common. Oklahoma, that's called the Oklahoma Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, fun fact about Oklahoma: it's not okay. Elizabeth Warren is from rural Oklahoma. Yeah, ah, where the natives the Americans live. It that's, is that, that is the reservation. It. We gave them that like this place is so shitty. You guys can have it, and they yeah. were like, "We mm-hmm. need more space." Sorry. Took it back. We already took back the Badlands, <laughs> so you could have this. Like literally, there's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. South Dakota, mm-hmm. the Badlands. Yeah. Oklahoma is no, generally considered uh, among the worst places. In America. When Andrew Jackson moved the Cherokee from Georgia, they moved them to Oklahoma. That's they, what they, that's where the, the trail, trail of tears ended. They, were, they had Oklahoma. tears because they're like, "Oh fuck, I've got an Oklahoma." <laughs> One of the best in uh, what was it? America the book, the Daily Show thing. Like insect quote, the the fake quotes was from Andrew Jackson. Listen, Chief Crybaby, (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna take your swamplands and you're gonna like it. That's it's not swamplands at all. Your swamplands, yeah, and you're gonna like it. it. Maybe I'm getting it wrong, but it's almost desert. I remember Chief Crybaby. Worse than Kansas, Jesus. That's all they have there. There is a place like home. Okay, so anyway, they live here and it's shitty, and they just they like most of the guys are are. Total hoodlums. Yeah, they're oh, hoods. Yeah, they they're don't even hoods. pretend that they're not. 
Uh, so anyway, well, so Dally, it's, it's Dally a, it's is like of, the, Dally's a, the real dirtbag. Well, he like, has been to jail. He or lived juvie. in New York. He was like an orphan. Yeah, he's from like a he, street urchin from New York. Yeah, <laughs> who somehow ended up in Oklahoma. He was a newsie, he, but he decided to branch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, tired he, of he selling newspapers. He didn't end up in the musical, so he had to <laughs> either musical, which is the either musical being wait as, is as outside of his musical. No, but oh, have I, as I've oh, mentioned to <laughs> Oklahoma. Mike. This book was like West Side Story, but it's not about race. It's about class, and it's in Oklahoma instead of New York. Because they don't allow Puerto Ricans in Oklahoma. (laughs) Midwest Side Story? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do better than that. Or Southwest Side Story. Minus all the coos. Coos? Oh, that puss? Yeah. Well, there was a... What was her name? Cherry? Cherry. There was... Yeah, but beyond, beyond the initial flirtation, there was nothing. She cast, no she was still cherry. Yeah. She maintained it. That's true. Anyway, so not an accident. I'm sure that's on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I mean, that's, that's some deep sim- symbolism for a 16 year old. I'm 16 year olds think about sex a lot. I guess that's true. If, if, I've, if my experience was any way typical, I was thinking about wanking all day. Sometimes on the outside, I was an outsider. Oh, which is a title, by the way, that they never say in the book. The outsiders. The outsiders. No, it's I. Anyway, we'll get to what right, right, that right, is about right, later. Right. So, uh, Pony Boy, he he and his friend Johnny, they are uh, just the youngins. After a night at the drive-in, they meet two ladies, Cherry and Marcia. 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 I'm reading on a plot somewhere here. Marcia. So Marcia. anyway, the, the name she Cherry never comes back again. That character. is actually a. Um, She's a social. The girlfriend of one of the socials, so she's also from that of social Randy. Class. Randy. No. Randy? Bob? Yeah. So anyway, they like are just talking like, oh, hey, you're nice, and they end up walking down the road together, and then the socials pull up in their car, and they're like, we are going to beat you up. And then Wait. they give him the boot. But for, don't they go to the movies? And then they, no, that's after the movies. All right, so they, uh, right, there's the, the movies are in there somewhere. They go to the drive-in, and the other friend is trying to hit it, but he's too much of a dick. And Pony Boy is like a nice young boy. Mm-hmm. And it, what, what the fuck was the other guy's name? The guy who's Johnny. always making no, no, no. The other guy who's always Dally. making jokes. Oh, no, not Dally. Two bit, two bit, two bit. Because he's always making jokes, and he's trying to smash. And they're like, uh, "You're too much of a fucking. You're you're trying too hard." Because his 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 his, uh, his strategy is to be an asshole. Like here, hey fellas, let me show you. I'm going to pick up this gal. I'm going to put yeah. my feet on the back of her chair and kick her in the head, and then in her s- car, and then fucking <laughs> curse at her and call her a whore, and then a whore, uh, a so whore. The, the Danny DeVito pronunciation. Uh, I'm thinking Andrew Dice Clay, but yeah. Hey, whore, what are you doing over there? And then uh, and then she's going to come over here and gobble down on these nuts. He was he was an early uh, negger. Yes. Ooh. Whoa. Oh, I realize. Holy shit. Whoa. Dude. As Whoa. I said it, that's their word. As I said, <laughs> as I said it, it was. Uh, he's an early proponent of what they call now negging, <laughs> changing the way I phrase that. <laughs> okay, cut that. You got to leave it. There. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that. No, leave it in there. God damn it, that's too funny. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what they're called, though. I never thought about that. <laughs> so this is Abita brewing the boot because they kick the shit out of him <laughs> upon seeing him with one of their ladies. 
So this is a beer I brought back from New Orleans, and this is kind of... This is a Louisiana exclusive. Exactly. That's why I brought it back. It's only sold in Louisiana by Abita. It's probably shitty, but whatever, because if it was really good, they wouldn't just sell it in Louisiana. It's a, it, it, just the description. You could tell it's like, meh. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's not that interesting. 4.8% alcohol, fucking just easy drinking beer. It's, it's a normal beer, but it's not... Incredible. Anyway. Yeah, it sucks my balls. That's garbage. It doesn't suck. I would not ever want to drink that. I mean, if you're into beer, like you, this is like if you're into like cool beers, like weird shit. Yeah, no. like this is boring as hell. It's 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 unobjectionable. It's as Budweiser on a good day. It's better than Budweiser. Sure, fine. It's hard to say things are worse than Budweiser, but it's just like a you know. It's yeah. pills. We're gonna have one later. Yeah, not today. Are. Not not this episode, but different some episode. other week I've into got a the past. Worst one. Oh, good. We had it weeks ago, actually, Nate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's Let's fine. Go. It's a pilsnery kind of beer. It reminds me actually of pills of a uh, pilsner, not pilsner gale of uh, Lowenbrow. Has a very grassy flavor to it. I'm glad I didn't spend a lot of money on it, and I didn't have to put it all the way into my butthole to get it back from the Pelican State. Just the base, not the tip. Yeah, I and mean, just just it had like a little tail, a beer tail. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's what so happens. They get so they uh, So uh, the Soches, they see Ponyboy and Johnny and what's the name? Too big. Sherry. With the girls, and they're pissed. Uh, Ponyboy goes home, and then his older brothers, Dally and Soda, are so mad. They're like, it's two in the morning. Where were you? We were worried out of our minds. And Dally hits him across the face. And so Ponyboy... Being a you know fourteen year old bitch decides Dairy, not Dally. They're two characters. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that was also confusing for me. There was a character named Dairy right, and right. a character named Dally. Dairy, my bad. Dairy's uh, a brother. Dally's the douchebag. They like so. Uh, Pony Boy leaves, they're, and it's like two in the morning. It's like fuck you. I'm out of here. He's basically like running away. But then as he's leaving, or as he's like walking down the street in the middle of the night, the Soches walk by, and they're like, "We are gonna beat the shit out of you." And so they get into a fight, and Johnny, who has a giant switchblade on him, stabs Bob, who is the only normally named person in the book, uh, and who is Cherry's uh, boyfriend. And he stabs him and kills him. Well, that's because he's 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 beating he's Johnny. Like, to yeah, death. Johnny's he's like Johnny's waterboarding Pony Boy. Yeah, yeah he's they're drowning, drowning, they're drowning him in a, in a fountain. Yeah, they're like, we're going to give you grease as a bath. And he's dunking his head in the water, and, and he's a child. He's, he's he's a grown. He's like eighteen. Or yeah, and he's and he's, yeah. he's and he's, he's drowning a fourteen-year-old boy in a fountain, and it's and like, five against two. Yeah, you know, and so fourteen-year-olds are tiny, and eighteen-year-olds yeah. are huge. So it is like very much. And so the other kid stabs him in the spine. I thought he stabbed him in the chest, but I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it was in the back chest. while he's drowning him. Oh yeah, and then he falls into the fountain, and you know, and yeah. all of his friends. Flee because they're a bunch of bitches. They're still so shash motherfuckers. They really are. Also, like West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. He killed uh, your brother. <laughs> he killed your brother. Yeah. Then but Cherry, you know, immediately forgives them. Not immediately. She's okay. Sweet. So, anyway, Johnny and Pony Boy, they're like, oh shit, you killed somebody. We need to leave town. So they go and visit. Luckily, they Dally. haven't invented Dally. forensics yet. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They go and visit Dally. So they like go, go to Dally's house. He'll know what to do. They go find Dally, who is like you know all of seventeen, but you know he's he seems to be like living in worldly, he's, like, independent, an independent, an independent minor or something. I don't know. Half of his life has been in and out of 
jail. Yeah. So he's, like, he's, he's he's like the man. He's like the outlaw, mm-hmm. living it up. Living, so, living with like a friend of his. Yeah. And Dally, this is still the middle of the night. Dally gives them, or Dally gives Pony Boy fresh clothes because he's dry. Uh, gives him 50 bucks and a gun. And up until this point, they didn't like Dally. Like he was part of their gang, but they was like, he's kind of a fucking asshole. And we don't like him. It's a bit too but, much. But when they came down to it, they're like, oh, he, he helped us. Yeah, he's the one. And he, he was the one that got us out and gave us whatever we needed without, and, without question. And Dally tells them, top the train, go to the next town, and then stay in the abandoned church on the top of the hill. Because it's the old days, and if you go one town over, they'll never find you. Yeah. Perfect. And so they hop the train, and we hop a beer. And this is from McKellar NYC, and it is called Shall We Hop a Beer? It is a New England-style imperial IPA with lactose at a modest 9% alcohol. (laughs) Some strong beers today. I feel like we've asked this question before, but if you have lactose intolerance, can you drink these beers? It's a fair question. I don't know. My guess would be no, but I really... That's just. I don't think there's that much in there either, though. But it's even, probably a lot less even, than a glass of milk. Even so, it's like drinking something that you can't. Well, your body you have can't to do. visit the bathroom an extra time yeah, because la- you drank we'll that beer. Come out the front or the back. <laughs> it's both. So this beer, <laughs> this is actually it's really good. I really like it. It's fantastic. Are we gonna Ooh, hop one? a beer? Are we gonna hop a beer? Oh, did I fucking say the name wrong? No, no. We yeah, no. I just said it. This is actually very good. I am gonna hop this beer. Hop it with my dick. I don't know what that means. I used to, uh, That's cock. not a verb that your dick can do. <laughs> Some of us are talented and we can. So anyway, they're, so they're, uh, so they run. they're on so the, the run. So the beer is good. The beer is good. The beer is and good. They're on the it's run. really nice. They're staying at an abandoned church on the top of a hill in, like in the next town. Dixie or something like that it's called, right? Yeah. It's something close to that. Uh, starts with a W. And they are literally just kind of hanging out for a couple days. They cut their hair so that they don't match the description in the paper. They dye their hair blonde. Only, only Pony Boys because boy. well, um, Johnny is too swarthy to have blonde hair. <laughs> so he just, has boy, sh- yeah. he just has short hair. But they cut their hair with a knife. That's a fucking sharp knife, man. You can do it if Sometimes you really I, try. Like, I have he a sharper really, knife in I my kitchen. Had, I can't cut an onion I think he had pretty it. long hair, so... You just cut off the chunks. Yeah, just they just literally. So they looked like fucking idiots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, well, they were also hiding in a church. It didn't matter. But they never get a nut. There's never. Have a you f- seen monks' haircuts? They never get a follow-up haircut. You know, they're like, dude, what happened to your head? Well, they hadn't invented buzzers yet. Fine. Had they? I guess they did. Probably did to Don't like know. ship off dudes they in the had, military. They had armies. And they read Gone with the Wind a lot. Yeah, they just sit there reading Gone with the Wind. That's what I think of when I think of quoting uh, like Robert kids. Frost poetry. And they talk about, and then this, you know, symbolism. They I think read that's, the that's part. That's the only way that they was given a, given away that uh, a young girl wrote this. Well, uh, Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. Yeah. yeah. And then they read a part. They read the this part in. They read the part in Gone with the Wind where they talk about how gallant the Confederate gentlemen were for like charging into whatever, even though they knew they were going to die or they just, whatever. They it is. just love states' rights so they much. Just, they just <laughs> I really it's the state right brigade. They just charged. No, come on, that was fuck you guys. I don't get it. The light brigade. They charge uh, in. They're going to lose. Ours is not to ask why. No, what is that again? But they're up. but they're doing it for states' rights I, I, and I, definitely I, I, not slavery. Fine, they sit there and they quote poems to each other. 
None of the <laughs> That's phones. what young men on the run do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. To seek, to search, and not to yield. We're 14. Let's read Robert Frost to one another. So then uh, Dally shows up to check in on them after a week of them sitting around eating bologna sandwiches. And he takes them to the nicest restaurant he knows, the Dairy Queen. That's the finest restaurant in Oklahoma. It, it is. And they hang out there and eat every barbecue sandwich they can make. They, they just keep eating sandwiches. They're growing boys. And they, they lost a lot of weight in that week. And they're hanging out, and he kind of fills them in on what's happened with the brothers of uh, Pony Boy. And uh, we never really, really mentioned that Johnny's parents are total scum, and they don't care about him at they're all. Super, they, super mm-hmm. white trash. They beat him and yell at him and throw him out of the house. He sleeps on the street most nights. It's actually tragic. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Is it? And um, then they... I forget how they exactly notice that there's a commotion and smoke. They decide to head back to the church, I think. To get their shit or something? Or yeah. They're going to go back to town. And the church that they were hanging out at is on fire because God hates churches. <laughs> That's true. And they're hanging out in the church. So they so they see that the church is on fire, and there are lots of people outside the church. Like, oh, oh, there's oh nothing my else God. to do. Wow, that, that church, church is burn. really going up. And one guy goes, ah, no, that's just, you know, there's nothing going on there, whatever. And then another guy goes, wait a minute. What about all those children that were playing over here? Dun, dun, dun. And then creepy Uncle Milton's like, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> and <laughs> my van's empty. All those kids are going to waste. <laughs> and then the, and the, it's actually kind of lame how it happened. They go, oh, those kids are missing. Well, they're probably at the playground. And the guy's like, no, they've been missing for 30 minutes. They're probably on fire. Like, well, it's I mean, they, really straightforward. Like the, uh, <laughs> well, they, they found all the matches that Ponyboy and Johnny had had in the church to, like, you know. Well, like their weeds. Keep, yeah, keep smoking, basically. And they'll the church on fire because kids are stupid. But is that explicit? No. Really? That's not, but, that's not specific. Uh, uh, I, I thought was, it was pretty implied. I, I, I thought it was that, like, accidentally Johnny and Ponyboy set it on fire or left something. But they've been gone for fire. a long time. All of a sudden, the church is yeah. engulfed. Yeah, in I, I thought those yeah. the, kids, the kids went to the church and saw their, you know, camp set up and just found the matches. And, you know, young, there were young kids. Yeah. I kind of assumed that Dally had tossed a cigarette somewhere because he was the guy that didn't oh, give a Oh, they did fuck. mention that too, yeah. Yeah, right. but, but I mean, they, they, had been gone John, for, they had been gone for longer than it t- would have taken the church to burn down at that point. I don't know if that's true. I mean, take, once you get, like, a they ate every sandwich there was. It's true. There were no sandwiches. The church was the still state. burning, and that's why they had to run in to get the, to save the kids. Yeah, so a uh, building will burn at this in point, less than an hour easily. At this point, Ponyboy and Johnny and Dally basically, like, they break through a window and jump into the church to rescue the kids. Well, just just Johnny and Ponyboy. Dally's still hanging out looking all surly and douchebaggish. He's wearing a leather jacket. It's too hot in a church. And so John, uh, they grab fire. some kids, yeah, and church. one kid bites Ponyboy for no reason. Much That's like there. a pony does. <laughs> Thought you were a sugar cube. Excuse me. Uh, so then he throws the kid out of the window. He grabs another kid, and then uh, Dally grabs him, and he, he clobbers him. <laughs> He knocks them the fuck out. And you find out later it's to put the fire out that was on his jacket. Yeah, he just like hits him to knock out the fire, but he actually hits him in the head. And But yeah, so then uh, Johnny, though, is not so lucky. 
No, Johnny gets... So when, when Ponyboy wakes up, he, he hears what happens to Johnny, which was that a beam of the burning church fell on him, broke his back, and because he was trapped under the burning beam, he was also very badly burnt, and he's in the hospital. But Ponyboy... Like critical condition yeah. in the hospital. But, but Ponyboy is a lucky SOB. Is he? And he made it out of well, the burning church. In so, this yes. specific instance, he was definitely He's lucky. luckier than Johnny. That's for sure. I was thinking that the uh, little tagline for this beer should have been, do you feel lucky, drunk? <laughs> Could be a tagline for our show. <laughs> this is Flying Dog Brewery's Irish Red Ale, Lucky S.O.B. It's an Irish and red ale. a picture of a weird mutated man on the back. It's made with four-leaf clovers, apparently. Yeah. It probably accounts for that grassy taste to some degree. That's weird. Yeah, that's not really a food. They don't have to put many to be able to legally put on the can that they used it. They put one in the vat. Yeah. This tastes like any Irish red. You know, like if you bought a yeah. can, a bottle of Killian's Irish red, it's pretty similar. This I've, is had, a little I've had many a Killian's in my day. That's... It's fine. Adequate. I'm sorry. If you want to get drunk, it'll do the job. Yeah, that's what they do then. That's exactly <laughs> what... That's the only job it can do. Because it tastes like crap. I mean, this is caramelly kind of flavors, you know, sweeter. Not much halt, hop flavor, excuse me. Irish style ale. There is something in clovers. it you almost have to wonder is the four-leaf clover flavor, but it, I don't really like it very I, much. I honestly never wondered what a four-leaf clover tastes like. No, but... Anyway, that's the beer. Yeah. All right, well, he is a lucky SOB because he did not become Christopher Reeves at the, uh, Reeve at the end of the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. But Johnny did. Johnny did. And then they're all reunited that Dally, no, sorry, Darry and Soda Pop come back. And Soda Pop is so handsome, by the way. And they come it's back. very handsome. Uh, I think, was he Patrick Swayze in the movie? Or was Patrick Swayze Darry? I don't remember at all. It, I movie, have not seen the movie. I was, was talk- Emilio Estevez. It's like everybody. Ponyboy. I have no idea who was who. I, I, the only character I could really remember is that Ralph Macchio was Johnny. Was he? Yeah. Oh, poor Ralph. When I, I should have crane kicked that beam. <laughs> <laughs> Sweep the leg. Um, when I, I, I talked to my dad about the podcast, he still never listened to it because he doesn't know what podcasts are. But <laughs> That's fair. He's like, what do you, he always asks, what am I reading? Because he always wants to taunt me if I'm not cl- on track to read 100 books in a year. And to go, oh, you're falling behind. Uh, Dad, you haven't read 100 books in your fucking yeah. life. Yeah. You haven't read 10. And he's like, yeah, I know. So what are you up to? Um, I mentioned this, and he's like, what's that? And I talked about the movie. He's like, oh, that movie that had every asshole in the 80s in it? I mean, he's not wrong. He's totally uh, right. So I'm looking at the IMDb right now. Pony Boy was C. Thomas Howell. Uh, so nobody. Dally was Matt Dillon. Johnny was Ralph Macchio. Daryl, so Derry, was Patrick Swayze. Yeah, that makes sense. Soda Pop was Rob Lowe. Oh, that makes sense, too. 2-Bit was Emilio Estevez. Steve Randall was Tom Cruise. Uh, and then, Tom uh, Cruise? Cherry was Diane Lane. Oh. Uh, old Bob movie. Sheldon was Lee <laughs> Like an 83. Tom Waits was a guy named Buck. Character named Buck. Like Tom Waits. That is some. <laughs> William Smith was not Will Smith as a store clerk. <laughs> he got jiggy <laughs> with it. Okay. Anyway, that is like everyone in the 80s was in that in this movie. That's a, big, that's a lot of people. Some who, some who had not quite broken through yet, like Tom Cruise in 1982 or 83 was not really anybody. 
but by a couple of years, he's a Wait, Tom huge... Cruise was in this, or was it a yeah, guy? Yeah. Tom I couldn't Cruise tell if it was like a person playing a guy named Tom Cruise. That's, that's weird. Well, a guy named Steve Randall is... So the character named Steve associates. Randall was played by Tom Cruise. That's, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in its entirety ever, actually. I haven't either. I have no interest in seeing it. It's probably garbage. Yeah. So then there's the reunion, though, and they're all like, oh, Pony Boy, we love you. And he's like, I love you, Derry and Soda Pop. And I'm sorry I'm having a little shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry I've been a big shit. <laughs> I, I mean, just no. worry so much. That's why I smack you in the face. Well, there are, there are a whole generation of dudes who don't know how to handle their emotions. You know? Like, hey, you handle it by hitting. They have no outlet for emotion. They can't express any emotion. There's many instances... Parts of it you felt still like get hanged for being gay in Oklahoma. <laughs> Parts of it felt like perks of being a wall, wallflower, you know, that he's like, oh, yeah. I, I was mm-hmm. crying and I had to hide it and I didn't want to, you know, like they do hide their crying. You, you can't lot. cry. You can't cry in front of them. You have to be tough. But there's also two spellings of tough. I forget what. Um, tough with an FF was like cool. You look cool and tough. Yeah, you look the tough. way it's spelled. Though you say it the same, so it's hard to tell when you say it. Yeah. So they got to look cool. They got to also look hard, and they can't look like a bunch of bitches. And so they have to like suppress all their emotions. And then there's Darry, who's being both parents to his brothers that are like eight minutes younger than him, and yeah. he had to give up his dreams to go to college to get out of the fucking shitty part no, of Oklahoma. Just a mechanic or something, and a roofer. Yes, he's like got the and he just. The only pr- the socias who are roofiers. <laughs> the only pride uh, Darry has is that he could work out and be in shape because he's still only nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> that he is. He is the adult of the family, and he's nineteen. And that's that. That then becomes the big concern that the cops are going to now put it all together that these are the guys that killed Bob, and they're going to. And everyone's like, oh. Oh, that was self-defense, and you're heroes because you saved those kids from becoming fucking french fries. So you won't go to jail, but they might take you away from your brother and make you live in a like a reformatory. And yeah. everyone's like, that would be mm-hmm. terrible. Please don't do that. So instead, let's have a huge street fight. Yeah, they want to have a rumble. First, they say we're going to have a war council, and they have a and they organize a rumble, and then they like they plan to have the greasers versus socias. Socias, and then they, but then before the rumble, one of the socias is like Pony Boy, come over here, and says some stuff about you know not wanting to see the violence anymore. I'm not going to even show up to the fight because it's pointless. Getting out of the game, bro. Well, you you know the whole Bob was Bob wasn't a bad guy. He just wanted someone to tell him no. Yeah. He just, no, he his parents spoiled, spoiled him, so he drowned children out of spite. He just wanted to find boundaries, which actually is kind of true, I think, to some degree. That to some degree. kids push boundaries to find a boundary, mm-hmm. not because they yeah. want unlimited freedom. Like Kids want to understand the rules of the world. So that's why kids do shitty things often. You're supposed to rebel. Except for like, sociopath children. But regular children... Well, he, he was drowning a boy in a fountain. Because he had long hair and wore yes. shitty Levi's. Of course. I mean, it was, it was Oklahoma. They still do that. Where's your Madras shirt, bitch? <laughs> Maybe it's at the bottom of this pond. Plain shirted fuck. Check this off. All right. So uh, then they have a big rumble. And when they head off to the rumble, it's the most ridiculous fucking scene in the book. 
it's like just sharks and jets everywhere. There's like you know fifty on fifty dance fighting. Yeah. No, it's like West Side Story, but less straight. But also when they're like, <laughs> I'm gonna go a cartwheel off my steps and be like, Hey, who are we fighting? We're fighting them socials. You know it, girl. It gets fucking super flamboyant. Didn't those rules like you know always one on one or some weird shit? No, like they that. don't even have that. And they're like, sometimes me and else. Johnny would gang up on a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would fight. <laughs> but they all, like, taunt each other with the shit that other people say about them. Like, you're a juvenile delinquent, Darry. Oh, you silly goose. No, you're a hoodlum. No. because the girl that wrote it wasn't allowed to write curses yet. It's true. <laughs> but then there's a line that reminds me of this next and final beer. And I want to find the line because it's so fucking dumb. So there, Darry learned at uh, acrobat camp how to do cartwheels or something. And they're here, greaser, 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 Steve sing-songed. Oh, oh, that's Tom Cruise. Oh, victim of an environment, underprivileged, rotten, no-count hood, juvenile delinquent, you're no good. Derry shouted. Shakespearing it. Go thee hence, white trash. Two bits said in a snobbish voice. I'm a soche. I am the privileged and the well-dressed. I throw beer blasts, drive fancy cars, break windows at fancy parties. And what do you do for fun? I inquired in a serious, odd voice. I jump greasers, two bits screamed, and did a cartwheel. Like... Both the Jets and the Sharks would have punched them right in the fucking gay dicks. <laughs> Just, you're fucking ridiculous. What's wrong with you dudes? No one's like that. So that's where this beer comes in. Nate, you brought this. This is from the Hoof-Hearted Brewery. <laughs> and this beer is called, Are We Having Fun Yet? It's a party pale ale. That's what it says? Yep. Yeah, okay. Andrew W.K. brewed this. I like Do you see the thing where he released all his calendars? Yes. So he's been partying for 30 something years. <laughs> I mean, that was, uh, I think it was a, like a Kavanaugh thing. Yeah, but it was like a Hard Times article. Hard Times is like a uh, music only uh, onion site. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Do you, he didn't actually do that. I know, but I just, he just, it didn't even matter. Yeah. It could have been real, actually, for that guy. They, they had another one recently that was amazing. It was um, uh, Band is. Uh, heavily tattooed band tired of act, tired of being asked if they are chefs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is an easy breezy and crushy crushy pale for those who are looking to party crushy, down. Crushy. I'm reading to you. Double dry hop with Belma, Citra, and Mosaic. This pillowy soft ale delivers massive notes of strawberry, melon, and papaya. You're not even a troll, bro. You're just a haircut. That's what it says on the can. What? I just read the words. The fuck does that mean? Nobody knows. I don't get strawberry, but I do get I do get the melony kind of flavor. Totally. Yeah, I get the melon. It's surprisingly more tart than I thought it would be. This is not this is not like any pale ale I've had. It's, it's, I want to say if you told me it was a late New England IPA, I would have gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd yeah, be, that's what it is. I'd be hundred percent down with it. If that. just someone said IPA in general, right? Yeah, nowadays. But this is a pale ale, I think. It's not even that pale. Well, this is the kind of place that probably puts out some intense IPAs. So they need to distinguish between their IPAs and their 
just pale elves. They're PAs. I guess, yeah. Well, the gang all was going to be having fun at the Rumble when they punched a bunch of dudes in the head. Yeah, they beat the shit out of each other. And, and they have to, someone has to start it off. It's got to be Darry. Because well, he's yeah. the most diesel. Dally. Darry. Darry's the older brother. Oh, is Dally dead yet? No, he dies soon. Though. That's about to happen. Is that before or after he the Rumble? He dies after the, he's, he's in, he dies in the epilogue. He dies after this. Okay. So first they go to the Rumble, and someone's like, we need someone to start it off. Daryl, you're the biggest dude. You're going to go beat the most ass. <laughs> you throw the <laughs> first punch. That's basically what they say. And so... Uh, start fisting. But then, of course, this, this, this highlights, this highlights, and this is where actually I was impressed for the writing ability of a high school student. It highlights the class distinctions in the book because Darry goes to stand up and like, I'll take anybody, or something like that, he says. <laughs> right from behind. I'll take anyone. And then this other dickhead on the other side stands up, and then it explains they went to high school together and were on the football team together. Oh, yeah. And the other guy, but he's like a junior matter. in college now. You know, he's, he's moving on. He's a soch. He's, he's, a, he's a junior in college. His life is out. And Derry is fucking roofing and shit. And uh, they were friends. But it's, it doesn't matter anymore right now. They're in different worlds. So then they start fighting. They throw their first punch. And then just melee happens. And they start beating the shit out of each other. And then... Um, there's a big fight. Oh, they, they also bring in a whole bunch of actual gangs from the other, the other greaser guys. That they oh, like, no, like, those are hoodlums. The guys who kill for fun. Yeah, the guys who carry around guns and pipes and beat the dick out of, like, beat people to death or... Yeah. Don't, they have nothing to lose. They're just hard. They're just straight hoodlums. Main streets of Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> Wasaid. And they, they come out, uh, like, the... What was it, like, the... the Someone to be like the Bulmy group. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. There's another gang, and then and even Pony Boy's like, yeah, those guys are scumbags. Like they're not. Ooh, yuck. And then they have a giant rumble, and also Pony Boy throughout this whole time has like PTSD pneumonia. Well, he he <laughs> has, he's like sick. Yeah, yeah. He has the flu, and he's got like a concussion, and he's in denial or, about what happened, and he's a burn victim. Like he just got out of the hospital. I go to a a gang fight like less than a day later, and and his brother, the caretaker, say, "Hey, stay holler if you need help." Yeah, it was fifties medicine, <laughs> and I'll kick his ass. And that's basically how the fight goes, and they win because some one of the the straight thugs has it was supposed to be skins only. Yeah, but they bring no a condoms, pipe. and then he pulls out a pipe, no condom, and. And it starts cracking a skull open, I guess. And then they all flee, the Sochas. Yeah. And then they're like, that's a win, somehow. We broke the rules, but we somehow have won. And they've won the fight. But not the war. And, and, then, then, and then Johnny, who's been in the hospital, like in well, the 50s for equivalent both of intensive of these care. Days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in intensive care, or however it was back then, um, he dies. But, but Johnny, uh, sorry, Pony Boy goes to visit him, and, Pony, and Johnny leaves Pony Boy a note inside. The gone, gone wind. with the wind. Something about, you know, be your best self, or I forget what it says, but something like, you it's know. Like just, fighting is stupid, and this is, this is not a way to live, and. This is yeah. yeah stuff like that, and then gotta get out of the game. And then 
Dally is so upset that he decides he just doesn't want to live anymore. Oh, right. So he robs a store and then runs out into the street with the police chasing him and then pulls out a gun just so that the police will an, shoot him. An empty gun. An empty, yeah. It was happened to be empty, but... It was, he, he suicides by cop. Yep. Yeah. And then he does. Yeah, we knew it was empty because earlier in the book, he said, I only carry the gun to scare people. It's not real. Um... It's just to intimidate them, but I never have bullets in there because that's crazy. But it's, yeah, suicide by cop for sure. I have been to jail many times, uh, but how holding a loaded gun is insane. <laughs> that tells you something about jail. <laughs> or guns, or both. And then they Oklahoma. got, and the guys are like, holy shit, because they somehow knew he was coming. Like, oh, we have to hide him in the house because the cops can't go into the house unless you invite them in. They're like vampires. <laughs> And so he gets gunned down in the street, and they all just kind of go back into the house. (laughs) Oh, well, that was a bummer. What a downer. Well, okay. And then at the very end... there's a court thing still. Oh, yeah, there's the court thing, and then the court decides, oh, you can stay with your brothers because, you know, you saved those kids and something like that. Apparently, he didn't know about the rumble. The judge didn't know about the rumble. And then... Uh, Pony Boy, he goes back to school, and the English teacher is like, yeah, your grades are really not good, but if you write me a good theme, I might be able to pass you with a C. write the theme. And he goes, oh, and then Pony Boy thinks about it and then calls up his teacher in the middle of the night and says, can it be more than five Five pages? pages? It's like, well, yeah, sure, whatever. And then Pony Boy decides to, like, okay, here's what I'm going to write. And he starts, and he starts it with, what is actually the first line of the book. Right. So the whole book was his theme, his yeah. thing that get him to pass sophomore year English. <laughs> well, he was 14. So. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends. That's how it ends. Thoughts? So like Perks of Being a Wallflower and Catcher in the Rye, the other sort of like teen misfit angst books we've read, I also didn't really like it. I was like, this is silly and dumb. And I couldn't tell if it was just because it takes place, you know, a long time ago. It felt quite dated. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't tell if it was just because it was quite dated or if it was just because I don't like this kind of thing. But I was like, this is, this is silly. I, don't, I didn't really enjoy it. At least it was short. I thought it was all right. You know, pretty good. All right. Nothing special. Until I found out it was written by a 17-year-old girl. I was like, this is hands down the best book I've ever read by a teenager. Like, yeah. There's not even a second I can think of. No, it was very good for a teenage kid. But reading it, you're like, yeah, this is kind of weak. It's very, everything's handed to you. You know, it's very simplistic. I mean, it is, it is from the decade that we think of as our version of hokey. So to me, the whole thing just felt like hokey. Fair. For lack of a better word. It, and it was hokey. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, you know, it's a, that's, well, what, that's what, how we define it. So, that's but pro- it was impressive that a child wrote it. Well, that's probably yeah. why this is such a popular book for middle school and high school students to read. I mean, I feel like that doesn't even get mentioned. Well, we went to a snobby high school that would have looked down on this. Oh, but true. a lot of middle schools and high school would read this book. And, they sh- and you know what? It's fine for them. If you're I mean, not a great a reader, book. it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I if think that's true. And it's also school, a it's book the from the perspective of a teenager. And that is written not by something... A so written by a teenager and from the perspective of a teenager, which is, you know, if you want kids to, you know... 
identify buy into with the book it. and you know empathize? give them a character that they can identify with or empathize with. And I guess you know from another teenager who feels like he doesn't fit in, doesn't belong. That that is a thing teenagers feel. So I can see that also, why why schools would do that. I also think when you're a teenager, there's something sexy and interesting about being different. And they're the outsiders. You know, the title mm-hmm. that never gets repeated in the book. They live outside of whatever it is, society. What Every kid aside from the preppy douchebags feels like an outsider. Yeah, if you, unless you're like the popular kids. Like the other 80% of kids feels like an outsider. Yeah, for sure. So I, and it's, it's simple. The foreshadowing is very, bl- very blunt. The, the, you know, the message is very clear. It's a, it's a good book for younger or less experienced readers. You know, you can, Mm -hmm. you'll get to the end of it, even if you're not a great reader and you'll be able to say, I got this. I understood it. So I understand why they give it to younger kids. Though I imagine if you were to give this book to like kids in a Brooklyn high school who are shitty readers and don't give a fuck, they would think this is the corniest bullshit in the world. It is a little corny, certainly. Well, it's 50 years old. Yeah. So it's going to be corny. But we can, we can understand it. Aside from that, like we can get around the corniness. Some kids might not be able to. That's fair. A bunch of kids are not going to watch Grease and think, wow, that's good. Let's have a dance rumble. (laughs) Who's your reader then? I mean, you know, kids, high school kids. Was this your first time reading it? This was. And you too, right? Yeah. I'd never Mm -hmm. read it before. So you guys both read it in your 30s. What did you think of it? You just overall corny, silly? A decent teenage book. I mean, like the other teenagers, teenage books we have read, I didn't really enjoy it. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was. It's it was not really fine. for me. I read it in like a day, maybe a day and a half. Yeah, it's short. So I was like, oh, it's easy. If I had known that it was a kid that wrote it before I read it, it might have changed the way I read it. I can see that. Otherwise, it, you know, otherwise it feels like a young adult or kid books always feel like someone's writing down to like. Like, this is what kids want. But this was an actual kid writing it. So that makes it a little different. She was punching up. Yeah. Sure. I can see that. I, I read it when I was like 21 the first time. Still too old. And I thought it was fine. I also wasn't a great reader then. Uh, I wasn't as, certainly, um, I didn't read as much, I should say. I mean, I was probably a little shitty reader. But I didn't read as much. So it was a book I read and finished. And at that point, I was still kind of in the mode where if I finished a book, it's probably a good book. Because I would drop any book that I didn't like for more than a paragraph. That's fair. Rereading it I now, still do that. <laughs> rereading it, I was like, ah, this is fine. It's silly. It's very, very low. This is, uh, it's not for me. No. You know, at this point, as 32 years old, like this is not for me right Definitely now. Not. But if, well, how about this, though? If you've never read it, should you read it as an adult? I don't think you have to. But if you have a spare few hours, yeah, it's not it's not going to hurt you, and it's you know you can say you read a whole book this year, better than most people. Yeah. It's it's not necessary to read if no. you're already old, definitely. But maybe if you're a fan of the '80s movie, maybe if you're a big Emilio Estevez fan, you just want to relive it. Emilio, <laughs> that's a good as reason to do uh, good good mm-hmm. as reason there is to do anything. Mighty Ducks man himself, Jumpin' Jack Flash, that shitty movie. No, I don't remember. Neither does Emilio, but it was terrible. I mean, yeah, I agree. I don't think you need to read it. It's fine. If, you know, you see it, it's not going to take much time. And it's okay. It's enjoyable enough. It's fine. But it's just kind of... Perfectly adequate. 
That's fair. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you don't want to have a rumble, just leave us a review of five stars on uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening. Otherwise, I'll have to... Uh, Stomp you out. Stab you in the spine. Allegedly. Drown you in a fountain. And we are now a member of the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. So if you like us, you should check them out too. And thanks for listening. <laughs>